0: Good morning, I'm Dr. Thananya Wong Sinin and this is Dr. Kanin Thammawaranukhuk. We are the representative of Ramathibodi Jagri Narupaddin's COVID frontline team. Today we're gonna share our experience about the COVID-19 uh, care in Thailand, in the cohort world. Yeah. Uh, we picked up the interesting point that we met at Uh, about the the COVID-19 management in Thailand. So um, first of all we would like to thank you all Thai people who pay respect on government policy because we think that the important point is the cooperation between the government uh, Thai people and the health ministry in Thailand that we can uh, manage with the proper amount of the of the patient to admit in, in, in the hospital so we can admit every positive patient yeah. in the hospital. It's important because uh the, the key point is to detect the
1: early detection the
0: early detection of the the severe case. Yeah. So we can admit every, pa- every positive patient, even in the asymptomatic case yeah. that we can de- early detect the severity of the, of the case and we properly manage them at the right time. So we're going to start with the, with the interesting point about the, the disease and the care plan of our hospital. So, please welcome Dr.
1: Kanin. Today we're going to talk about the interesting part of COVID-19 management in Thailand. Firstly, um, I would like to tell you about the clinical manifestation of SARS-CoV-2 infection. Uh, SARS-CoV-2 infection can be categorized into three groups. Uh, The first one is pre-symptomatic infection and the second one is asymptomatic infection. And lastly, symptomatic infection. In the symptomatic infection, patient can be divided into undifferentiated fever, upper respiratory tract infection, which is usually mild case, and lower respiratory tract infection. Uh, lower respiratory tract infection is usually uh, like a pneumonia. Like a typical pneumonia, the initial symptom can be either mild or severe case. But you should keep in mind that non-severe pneumonia can be progressed to severe pneumonia too. And now, I would like to tell you about my case. For my case in our country, uh, it's important to identify uh, the high-risk feature. The patient who who is my case with high-risk feature can be progressed to pneumonia in the future. And so we recommend you to close monitoring, even though the kin- initial clinical manifestation is just mine. And for the patient who are diagnosed with pneumonia, just you can see in the, this parameter in the end of the slide. If any patient who, have, uh, who got uh, oxygen saturation lower than 94% on room air or 92 to 95% on room air with respiratory rate more than 30, or rise is lower than 30, with sign of impending respiratory failure. All patients who unfortunately have uh, organ dysfunction or need oxygen high flow or non-invasive ventilation for care, their oxygen saturation more above. 90 percent patient with this parameter is categorized to CV pneumonia they can be progressed to accuracy distress syndrome in the future and intubation is usually needed
0: so you mean that um that you mentioned before the my case with a high risk feature yeah so if they they admitted with the my case just my symptom but they can be progressed in the in 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 severe form with the high risk feature that you 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 mentioned before that age of more than eight more than 60 and obesity or something like that with the ckd with Um, the underlying disease okay will turn to to pneumonia pneumonia or progress to the ARDS
1: Um, as you mentioned yeah Okay. And now I want to tell you about the timeline of COVID nineteen patient. Uh, as as mentioned before, even though the initial clinical manifestation is mild, it may progress to more severe after one week okay. or from onset of the disease. As you can see on day eight, patient may have increased work of breathing. And acupressory distress syndrome may be evident on day 9. And they, should, they, they usually need ICU transfer in the future. Okay. So we move to the time course and time course and event we observe from our experience okay. taking care of COVID 19 patients. As you can see, uh, the temperature. Uh, Patients usually have high fever on about day 5 to 7 and persist through the day 10 to 12. At the same time, when the high, high fever starts, hypoxia may be observed. As you can see, the initial type of hypoxia is usually like exertional hypoxia, so okay. we think that If you can detect exertional hypoxia first, you can detect early detection for the severity of disease. And how about lab? As you can see, uh, lymphopenia with total lymphocyte count lower than 1,000, accompanied by, accompanied with elevated lactate dehydrogenase level and also d dimer level above 500 iu per ml maybe detect at the same time when the high high fever start about day 5 to 7 okay. and around i think around day 10 mm-hmm. it is a turning point that you can predict the direction of the disease that the patient may be uh, getting to be, do better or worse you may as you can see you may start if the patient getting better you you may start to see fever down trending oxygen saturation is getting better with less oxygen support and also laboratory you can see that lymphocyte count increase towards to normal range and reduction of lactate dehydrogenase level okay. and on the other hand if the patient are doing worse high fever uh, may be persist and hypoxemia may get worse, and lymphopenia cannot be collected.
0: Okay, that you mean that? Okay, stop with this slide. Uh, the, I, I, I know that not every case will turn the severe pneumonia, right? Yeah. Okay, just only 10% or even though. 10 or 12% ah. to turn to the severe pneumonia. Yeah. So you, you try to predict that which case will turn to the severe case. I right? think
1: they're around day 10, day 10 okay. to 12 is around
0: around 7 to day 10 yeah. is the turning point. If they will turn to severe, they will change uh, about the symptom and the laboratory in day 10.
1: Yeah, about but day 10. But
0: if not, after they ten, they will get recover. Yeah. Okay. All, so that's just just in my case.
1: Just not only the clinical, but also okay. uh, the hypoxia and laboratory. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Test. And Now we move to the radiologic finding. This chest x image are uh, um, obtained from our two cases in our hospital. Mm-hmm. As you can see. Uh, this findings are typical for severe COVID-19 patients. You can see the gas opacification predominantly at the periphery and base of both lungs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we show you about a positive correlation between uh, chest Just image and computer um, tomography, um, the CT, um, CT chest. Screen. You can see that the cloud gas opacity at the periphery can be have uh, it, it is a positive correlation with CT scan mm-hmm. okay now we probably to introduce you we proud to introduce you about the criteria admission in in our hospital there are three destinations for hospitalized patient for each patient for each patient is the uh, there Poor hot ward, ICU, AIR room. AIR room is like an airborne infection isolation room. That's always a negative, room. like a negative, negative room. Pressure. And also another, uh, the other ward is intermediate ward, okay. which is also AIR room. It depends on uh, patient severity. severity. Yeah. For the uh, actually we hospitalize all COVID-19 patients um, from our country policy. Okay. It is not that the patient going to cohort ward is uh, usually my case. Mm-hmm. Patient who, who got uh, oxygen saturation on room M more than 95% or 92 to 95 but can collect with oxygen cannula 5 lip per minute and register lower than 25 is uh, should be uh, admitted to cohort board. Okay. And for the more severe patient, the patient who have to got oxygen saturation lower than 92 percent despite of oxygen cannula five liter per minute and or resed more than 25 to 30. Uh, shoulder, severe care, severe form should be admitted to ICU AIR room. Yes. And for the patient who do not meet any criteria, bit of cohort ward or ICU AIR room should be admitted to intermediate room. So
0: in, the, in the between, after the yeah. criteria, after the.
1: Yeah. Yes. And it is important to note that early intubation should be considered for the patient who have oxygen saturation lower than 92 to 95 percent when using oxygen mass with back 10 to 12 lit per minute and respiratory more than 25 to 30 because as you know lung, lung, early lung protection protocol show benefit in COVID-19 patients so in this
0: in this slide that you mentioned before that at 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 the first yeah. symptom may be just only mine. Yeah. So we can admit in the cohort hot water. Yeah. And the key point is to detect the early detect about uh, os- about the oxygen, oxygen. Okay.
1: Um, less red.
0: Okay. And early intubation yeah. before Send them to the ICU.
1: Yeah, I, I think the parameter about the oxygen saturation and respiratory rate is the key parameter to move to intermediate ward or ICU ward mm-hmm. for early intervention for protect lung,
0: protect the airway. Uh,
1: okay. Okay.
0: It, it's the key point to save to save to, the patient life. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: If it delay, it will turning down.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Now we. We want to introduce you about the daily route in our hospital. We recommend using telemedicine, as you can see in this picture.
0: Because the disease is contagious.
1: Yeah. So. Uh, so. 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 Recommend you using telemedicine to access the patient clinical status. Yeah. We have a camera, computer, and microphone in every patient's room.
0: Which is very basic for for today. So we have just only camera. Yeah. And the
1: so. Microphone. So you can listen to them, talk to them, and observe his their, their clinical status uh, if there is any clinical deterioration from outside the room. Mm-hmm. And you may want to ask by telephone if they have fever, cough, dyspnea, or any myalgia, or and also their compliance. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides, we have um, Blood pressure machine and pulse oximeter. Uh, we will train. Uh, we we have this the, this uh the this equipment in inside a, the room. Yeah, in every we, patient room.
0: Yes, and we train them before before we, admission.
1: Yeah, we will train them <laughs> to to to. To use the machine by themselves, okay.
0: So everyone can 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 uh, use the, the machine yeah, to yeah. Measure, measure the them. blood pressure and the oxy- oxygenation by themselves yeah. and report us by the telemedicine. Yeah. Okay.
1: So so we can close monitor the blood pressure and pulse oximeter mm-hmm. uh, from the outside of the room mm-hmm. every day and um, maybe two times per day mm-hmm. or eight times per day for severe cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the COVID-19 patient may not be as straightforward as a typical pneumonia. Mm-hmm.
0: It will they turn very rapidly.
1: Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. they may have normal oxygenation, but uh, they may get but they may get hypoxic with a little activity. So this group of patient may be the highest to progress to severe pneumonia in the future. Mm-hmm.
0: So how you detect it?
1: So from our experience, we, we suggest performing a seasonal hypoxia test. Uh-huh. As you can see, you, you just tell patient to lay down the bed and cycling in the, in the air for two minutes. About just two minutes. Yeah, just two minutes. If oxygen saturation drops uh, greater or equal to Three uh, percent. That is a test positive.
0: Okay. And, and
1: early, less support is required for this group.
0: And if you send them to X ray at that at, at that date at that
1: time, you will see the progression uh, yeah. in the chest X ray as well. Yeah. And now we've moved to chest X ray. We recommend getting a baseline chest X ray and repeat it if there is any change of symptom, mm-hmm. as okay. well as laboratory. Uh, we recommend you getting it. Uh, as protocol, and I will tell you later. And these are the labs we recommend getting on the first day to reduce the risk of spreading of virus We recommend you avoid obtaining a stool exam and spinning urine, uh, because the virus shedding in stool has been reported, and spinning urine may generate aerosol contamination. For the continuous order, we uh, recommend you record metal size as usual, but but we do not recommend shaking in and out at all. Again, it may uh, increase the risk of violent shading in urine. And for the diet, uh, we recommend you to to use uh, this possible set and we, welcome, uh, we recommend you uh, for the symptomatic as needed medications on board and for the specific drug therapy, such as Favipiravir is a drug that we use in our country in, in our country and Taiwan therapy it depends on if the patient have severity or high-risk feature. Uh it depends on that
0: okay, um, in this slide you show that this is the the um standing order yeah. of our hospital. Yeah. We we needed to to set the standing order because at that time we have a large amount of the patient yeah. that um more than a hundred or oh. just eighty and 80, in the same time 100, just 100. only more than eighty. So but we, we have the general physician or we have internal medicine just only ten, yeah.
1: less than that. And we have limited um, resources in, infectious, infectious doctor. We have
0: ID specialists, just only
1: three, three in and our hospital,
0: one chest specialist. Ah. so we have to to gathering all of the general practitioner. And at that time, I I think. I can remember that that we we ask for help from pediatrician yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. Okay, to, to,
1: to look for the adult adult patient yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: that means that they don't familiar with the with the adult patient. So we have to set the the standing order for them to yeah. easily in the daily route. Yeah. Us. Okay.
1: And uh, otherwise, the standing order for the first day of. Admission. Mm-hmm. It is also need for the follow up. Follow the plan
0: up. for the follow uh, up of the uh, laboratory and yeah. chest x ray. Okay.
1: And this table shows what we recommend for each day for my case. Uh, for example, we obtain blood work and chest x ray at baseline, day 7, day 12, and discharge date. Okay. Or whenever the patient gets worse.
0: This is for the my case, yes. at the day 7 you will know that this is just only my yeah. They will not progress to the, to the severe case But we
1: want to early detect okay. uh, on day, mm-hmm. day seven. On day 7 Okay, uh, and how we use about the pneumonia case mm-hmm. uh, In addition to what we recommend for the my case but work and chest SLA should be performed on day 10 this is it a special one for pneumonia case they attend the 12 and every three days until the patient discharge or um, whenever the patient gets worse too and now we move to Favipiravir criteria, okay. which in is an uh, important antiviral treatment in our, in our hospital okay
0: actually Favipiravir is not the specific treatment that you everyone know that for now we do not have the the specific treatment for COVID COVID nineteen yet. Yeah. So in each country, we try to use the antiviral drug for for each country and yeah. and under analysis. Yeah. Okay. So at the COVID era in, in Thailand, we picked up the Favipiravir. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Is the national guide. Right? Yeah, yeah. For, okay. Favipiravir is in Thailand. Is the, yeah. the drug that. Uh, produced from Japan if I don't okay misunderstand okay it's from Japan it's always uh, before that it's used in the influenza in the patient with uh, cannot use the Yeah, they will use the Favipiravir which is the antiviral drug okay but for COVID-19
1: patients we use it for any pneumonia, mm-hmm. not just only severe pneumonia, but also in my that's only case. my
0: pneumonia with the progression of the disease in the X-ray.
1: Because we believe that uh, early treatment with okay. uh, favipiravir may inhibit the progression to severe pneumonia in the future or acute respiratory distress syndrome in the future. Okay. So far,
0: we don't see any serious as adverse event from yeah. the Favipiravir yeah. that we use but the benefit is under investigation yeah. so maybe we will talk later okay and in severe case we recommend you to 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 give the uh, venous thromboembolism prophylaxis because as you know that the embolism yeah. in COVID-19 is very common yeah. okay because of the endocrine storm and the maybe mechanism, something in the immune process yeah. give the high risk of the embolism. We found a lot.
1: High risk of thrombosis too.
0: Thrombosis, yeah. yes. We found uh, the number of patients that have the, the pulmonary embolism yeah. and the symptom is getting worse. So we uh, set the criteria for, for VTE prophylaxis. The inclusion criteria is the patient who were diagnosed as a COVID-19 and age over 18 years with a weight more than 40 kilograms, with severe pneumonia yeah. respirate more than 30 and the sat ox- oxygenation is less than 90, 93% on room mm-hmm. air. So we give them the VTE prophylaxis. And the exclusion criteria is uh, any of the followings, which are active bleeding, yeah. the low platelet count, the history of trauma or surgery before that. The oh, history of breathing. Yes, the uncontrolled hypertension, hemorrhagic oh. stroke, or need therapeutic anticoagulant already. Yeah. And the contraindication to blood products or the pork products. A history of the heparin induced thrombocytopenia before. Yeah. So, this is an exclusion criteria. And we'll give them the low molecular rate uh, heparin in the patient who have the GFR more than 30 and in the patient with GFR less than 30 we give them the unfractionate heparin yes okay another interesting point is the depression as you know that in COVID-19 era Ah. the depression is very high because you have to be locked out and even Especially in the the patient, yeah. that come to our hospital, locked out in the small room and cannot see their family, their friends, so maybe it will be develop the the depression in in the in the hospital yeah. easily. So we recommend you to use the tool to screening the depression, like we use the PHQ two and PHQ nine to screening the depression and we advised to set the safe environment to prevent a su- the commit suicide and consult psychiatrists
1: yeah for early detect yes for early detect
0: this is um the slide show the the, the room was destroyed by <laughs> one of our patients because of the delirium uh i cannot remember them uh, Uh, him I think he's some use of a drug abuse before that and got the severe pneumonia and got a long period of the sedation in Mm. ICU around a a week or or a couple weeks mm, maybe just two weeks after he wake up from the sedation and extubation he got the Lilium yeah and then he get yeah, the, the miller, the miller at, in, at, uh, in,
1: in, in, in front of
0: yes yeah. in front of the room to destroy the our our room our negative room which is so expensive
1: yeah
0: okay so please keep in mind that the patient can get the, the delirium not only our country i i've heard that every country oh, yeah. yes have the the report about the delirium as well so in the alcoholic people the drug bills or the long period hospitalization so maybe need the benzodiazepine to calm him down or antipsychotic ah. and uh, we recommend you to to, to set a team for respond rapid respond to aggressive behavior because if the security security guards have to Wear the PPE ah, as well. You have to quickly wear. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wear a PPE. Yes. Okay. So you need to rehearse all the plan before. Okay. Okay. As we mentioned before, that we have the general Med- practitioner or non-medical doctor round in with team with our team. Yeah. So we have a the the routine table round in every every day by the ID specialist.
1: This is a, a Chief. Our chief. Our chief, yes. Uh infectious doctor. Yes. In our hospital. Okay. He will
0: give advice and and make a decision on each case. So every day we set the table round in the evening and every team each team will yeah. report um professors on the, to report the, the my case or the the changing of the severity of the case or some case can 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 discharge from yeah. the, uh, from our hospital to go home or to the hospital so i think this is the key that we can manage the large amount of the patient at, in, the, same time, at yeah. the same time yes in the in the very limited resource like our hospital okay Another point, this is our alcohol hot As yeah. you seen in the slide, we set the imaginary line yeah. to <laughs> separate that this is a contaminated zone yeah. and this is a clean zone to remind us that this is contaminated. So you try not to, to get up, to get in the, in the in the zone.
1: The patient's room is in the, on the left yeah. <laughs> Yes, uh, yes. Like a contaminated zone.
0: Yes, <laughs> the patient cannot are not allowed to move out of the contaminants so it's an
1: imaginary line
0: yes and not only our staff we have nurse we have doctor and we have maid yeah. as well and the security guard as well so everyone will know that this is the imaginary line of the clean zone and the contaminate zone
1: to prevent contagion yes okay
0: um another point is in, in that, this is in, inside yes. in inside the room. the patient room. We put a small table at the door to allow our staff to just open the door and put the stuff, yeah. everything, the three meals of foods yeah. and the drug, That's... the personal belongings of the of the patient that the family come and give them. Mm. Just put in the in the table, yeah. okay, without engaging to the, to the room. Okay, this is Dr. Kanin mentioned before, we set the video call in the patient and um, train them to use it, yeah. how to use it. Okay, it's, I think it's very easy yeah. for it's now to establish for, the, for, the video call in, in the patient. room. Yeah. Yeah. And every patient can use it easily. From this slide, we dedicated the, the waist area to remind the our staff and the patient which this is a waste for that can can be contaminated
1: yeah especially for meds, Med, uh, yeah. meds. yes
0: and in front of the room yeah. we setting the the changing area in front of the room where the our staff can take off the PPE in front of the room. Why it is in front of the room? Because when you take off the PPE, everyone knows that it's important um, step. Yeah. In each step can be contaminated. So we need another one to look at you while you take off the
1: PPE. I think this is a, one of the most important points that we can prevent. Um, the contamination in our staff
0: mm-hmm, uh,
1: mm-hmm. to prevent uh, contagious disease. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Yes, sure. So
0: another another one to, to look at you yeah. like a member.
1: Usually um, infectious doctor mm-hmm. and also nurse. Yeah. Okay, maybe nurse.
0: And the last slide is show our office that have a many computer that you see. It's just the, the, the monitor. Um, of the patient, that, that one is the monitor, we have a video call establishment yeah. in, in our station as well, this to talk a, with the patient that Dr. Kanin mentioned before.
1: This is a camera and this is a... Yeah, um, the
0: camera, a camera, the microphone, just that, and yeah. the computer. It's very easy to, to do that. So, this is our experience to, to manage with the, the, the patient in cohort hot in Thailand at that era. We had a, a COVID patient at that time for more than hundred, a hundred, four, a hundred and fifty. Okay, around that. And we can pass it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> With just only two case date yeah. and only 10% of the severe case yeah. and everyone can recover and, and, and go home. Okay. That we be very pleasure about that. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So thank you very much. For
1: your attention. So